Welcome to Friends in Fiction, five best-selling authors and the stories. Novelists Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, Patty Callahan Henry, and Mary Alice Monroe are five longtime friends with more than 80 published books to their credit. In 2020, they created Friends in Fiction to provide author interviews and fascinating insider talk about publishing and writing, and to highlight independent bookstores. These friends discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our special Sunday bonus episode of Friends in Fiction. I'm Mary Kay Andrews. And today, to help us celebrate Mother's Day, the sisterhood of Friends in Fiction is happy to be joined by the Satellite Sisters, the real-life Dolan sisters behind the phenomenally successful Satellite Sisters podcast. Satellite Sisters is a weekly podcast produced by Mudbath Productions and distributed by Wondery. It is an award-winning and super fun pep talk for modern women. Hosted by Leanne Dolan, Liz Dolan, and Julie Dolan, real sisters with very different lives. Satellite Sisters informs listeners' daily lives with entertaining conversation, smart advice, positive support, and for me, loads of laughs. Starting out as a weekly syndicated public radio show, Satellite Sisters in 2007 became a pioneering podcast, one of the first for women. Now in its 20th, 20th year, Satellite Sisters, we're on our first year. They are in their 20th year. It remains an upbeat, female-forward spot in the media landscape. As the oldest of three sisters, two of which might be a bit pesky, I still can't believe that these ladies have managed 20 years of working together. My sister. I love each other and I'll fight anyone who ever says anything bad about Barbie or Jeannie, but I bet they still remember how I blared music in the car to annoy them because I had to pick them up from gymnastics or how I pinned Jeannie down because she was 12 years younger and tickled her until she begged for mercy. So, yeah, I can't wait to hear what these sisters have to say. Patty, you should try being one of five sisters like me. (laughs) We're all really close. In fact, during the pandemic this last year, I sheltered in place with two of my sisters. And one of them, it really was great. It was a a Camelot year in some ways. But there are never enough books. We're always discussing books. And so in my whole family, when we were young, you know, with 10 of us, I'm one of 10, as you know, Patty, we're always looking for something to read, and that's why libraries were important. But if only my mom had a subscription to Page One Books. <laughs> of all of our moms. <laughs> you yes. know, Page One personally selects the books and sends it directly to your home every month based on your taste. And we would have been like running to the mailbox to get that mailman and to pick up the yeah. book to say, mine, mine, mine. <laughs> so receiving a book each month is such a treat. And I can only imagine what the race to the mailman for a page one book delivery would have been like for the Dolan sisters. <laughs> <laughs> <We can ask laughs> yeah. 
Well, in addition to their wildly successful podcast, together, the Satellite Sisters have written two books, Satellite Sisters, Uncommon Senses, and You're the Best, A Celebration of Friendship. And of course, Leanne is a novelist whose most recent book, The Sweeney Sisters, was one of our favorites of 2020. But the real reason we're talking to the Satellite Sisters today is because we wanted to celebrate mothers and mothering. We're going to play a game that Mary Kay Andrews thinks she made up called Mother May I. <laughs> Mother <laughs> May I. <laughs> the nod to Jocelyn Jackson. I was, I was just, just going to say, there's a book by that, too. Oh, you know, on last month, and uh, that the game is now giving me kind of murdery vibes, which I'm a yeah, little bit worried. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, wow. She would say yeah. murdery fun, murdery <laughs> fun vibes. So you guys tune in for the murdery fun. So <laughs> the game Mary Kay Andrews made up is about our favorite fictional mothers, our most embarrassing mom moments, the worst fictional moms, things like that. But first, a word about another favorite mother and friends and fiction partner, Mama Geraldine's. You know what makes a great Mother's Day gift for yourself? Yep. Cheese straws. It's the country's (laughs) favorite cheese straws. How did you guess? Um, So that way you are always prepared when your kids need a snack or when company uh, drops by. Or, you know, if you wanted to polish off the whole box by yourself, I don't really think that would be wrong, would it? I mean, I'm asking for a friend. I don't Mm -hmm. think that would be wrong, right? It would not be wrong if it was cinnamonies. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, no, I'm on a I'm on a diet. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, you guys, mothers. Those. We are all mothers. Mother's Day calories do not count, much oh, like birthday right. calories. Mm-hmm. So, to get your cheese straw or cookie fix, use code Fab Five at MamaGeraldine's.com for your twenty percent discount. Oh, and I have to tell you about a game I just made up, like this morning. <laughs> <laughs> to make things more complicated we're going to do a secret word like they used to have oh. i think it was the harpo marx show or groucho marx would have a secret oh, word yeah. yeah so there's a secret word um during this show and after as you listen to it we want you to uh post in comments what you think the secret word is and at the end of the show i just found an earring hanging off my necklace <laughs> that's normal <laughs> relates to the word that's okay. normal right <laughs> that's anyway. it relates to our secret word yes speaking yes, of yes. totally okay let's enough of this nonsensical nonsense let's bring the sisters on Yay. i am going to ask you here they are Leon. i'm going to ask you to do the intros Okay, I'm sorry there aren't cheese straws for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah, was there was champagne. I'm surprised you don't see it. <laughs> I, was a, I do. I am having my friends in my friends of fiction wine glass. We're so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Mother's Day is super special to Satellite Sisters. I mean, well, first of all, it's just a fantastic holiday. We get one day. Well, <laughs> right, right, um, right. But you know, our mom had three a twin sister. She had three sisters total. She was very close to her sisters. And so we made a big deal of it on the show for 20 years because our mom and her sisters are really our inspiration for starting Satellite Sisters in the first place. They kind of taught us a great lesson about family and sisterhood. That's and right. uh, and that's that was absolutely our our inspiration so with that in mind i seem nice but now i'm going to introduce my sisters um so we're one of eight eight kids and uh and so in a big family you just go in age order so there's no getting around it julie's the oldest sister there's julie she is 
Dallas, Texas. Hi, Julie. She uh, has lived all over the world in exotic locales where she raised her children. Um, Julie is a pioneer of helicopter parenting. So we're very <laughs> proud of her. She's <laughs> in the helicopter. And, um, oh, my gosh. She has two boys and she has five beautiful grandchildren. And uh, mm-hmm. and we're, we, we love Julie because she's the classic big sister and she does everything proper and right and sends thank you notes and things like that. Ooh, wow. uh, and, and now the opposite of that is Liz. <laughs> Liz is, uh, she's a middle sister. She's number four of eight. She's single. She lives in Santa Monica. Liz is our family's fun aunt. You know, it's a good thing when Liz takes an interest in you because she delivers the fun factor to uh, her nieces and nephews and the friends, the daughters and sons of her friends. Uh, She's also the proud paw parent of Hooper, who's a mutt, but he's delightful. uh, I live in Pasadena, California. I'm the mother of two college or I guess they're in their 20s now, post-college age kids. Um, I thought I wanted to be the cool mom until things got to middle school. And that was just so awful. And parenting got hard. And I'm like, okay, no more of this cool mom stuff. I am buckling <laughs> down right now. So uh, I also have a big German shepherd. So that's that's the intro for the Satellite Sisters. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. welcome Great y'all. to have you. Thank you for having us. Thank so you. We're going to be talking about moms and aunts and families and celebrating it all. And I love that social media tag, mom life, hashtag mom life. As a mom and believe it or not, a grandmother, I have been thinking about how my own mother's version of mom life shaped me. Her being a mom, she wouldn't even know what a hashtag was. And I just spent two weeks, I'm still here with my daughter who is a mother now and her version of mom life living on a tropical island. So there is no right or wrong way in any of our three ways of doing things, and yet they're so different. I was raised in the suburbs of Philadelphia with a preacher father and a strict religious upbringing. My mom was a kind of preacher's wife, stay-at-home mom. I spent most of my days and nights in a church. And then I raised my kids in Atlanta, Georgia, on three acres on the Chattahoochee River. And it wasn't until I was older that I realized that not everyone had a preacher's life, daughter kind of life, like people always in the house, people spending the night in the house, strangers living with you. And I did the opposite with my family. And now my daughter has her family on an island in the middle of the Pacific. So it's just really interesting to watch the progression of parenting. So I want y'all to talk to us about how your parenting and auntie styles have differed compared to your mom, or even if you've watched um, Liz, you're, you're, I mean, Julie, your kids probably are parents now, right? And so yeah. watching them be parents. So talk to us a little bit about that. You want to go first, Leanne? Sure. I mean, uh, our mom was getting her master's in nursing at Yale. Um, yeah. And then she got oh, wow. And then she, I know Patty, she's a nurse, her mom and uh, yeah. her sister. And, um, and as soon as she got engaged, that was over, so, you know, but so then she raised eight kids with sort of a military like precision in terms of logistics. And I think uh, Mary Alice, I don't know what your family was like, but there's either, it's either chaos or it's organized. It was mostly chaos. Okay. <laughs> we were the opposite. We had dinner together every night, you know, oh, on church, in church, you know, early on Sunday. 
Sundays, make your bed yes. every day or else you don't yeah. want to come home. Um, so I think what I learned from her is just organization timetable. Like I became a producer and there's no surprise because I, you know, I, I was used to organizing things. But what yes. I really appreciated about my mom was that she was always super supportive of our careers. Yes. Which I saw of our careers and of her daughters-in-law careers. There was no judgment. Like we had kids, Mm -hmm. we were going to work, we were doing our thing. And that was incredibly important because that was a time when the mom wars were happening. And I had friends whose mothers or mothers-in-law were really critical of their trying to put their work-life balance together. And my mom knows never that. And I always appreciated that. Yeah, very much. Yeah. I think I'm going next. Our mom also had a great sense of adventure. Now she had the eight kids. Mm. She had a station wagon. Uh, the other <laughs> thing she had was a twin. She had a twin sister who had nine children. So yes, you have that right. <laughs> two twin moms, two station wagons, seventeen kids, and she wow. would just go. Okay, I mean, she took us out of school like. John Glenn's going to be in a ticket tape parade. Okay, we were there. Okay, mm. World's wow. Fair. We had matching outfits. We were there. Broadway show. She takes out, did that. They I love nothing. her. <laughs> they got nothing of like packing a lunch, piling seven or eight kids in the car. Leon didn't always make these trips because she no. was the youngest. We left her home. <laughs> but my mom would pack up lunch. <laughs> Piled seven or eight kids in the car, drive an hour to some local ski area so we could all ski. So she just oh, like she didn't care about traffic. She didn't care about traffic. She didn't care about directions, weather, parking. She just had this great sense of fun, like be in the moment, do things. Things are happening. You need to experience it. And I think that's mm-hmm. what gave me such a great sense of adventure. I have lived all over the world. I've gone to a lot of strange countries, North Korea, Uzbekistan. I've been to places. But I think it's my mom in that station wagon with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> going to see fireworks or whatever it was. That's what that's what really inspired me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's my turn now. I think, um, like my mom, I'm a planner. You know, she was known to say good planning makes for good fun. And because you do need, it has to have a certain military edge to it. But so (laughs) when, when you're dealing with big numbers, right? So I really enjoyed in my adult life sort of being the catalyst for a lot of our family get togethers. You know, I'm single, but I like to sort of, get people together, organize the summer family reunion in Bend, Uh, Oregon, where one of my brothers lives there full time and I live there part time. So family reunions in Bend are fun. Another Christmas holiday in Puerto Vallarta I organized where everybody came in from all over, a cruise to the Galapagos. So I want I want you to be my sister. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? I like yeah. Yeah. She's good. I also think I think it's because I'm not a parent that I enjoy gatherings where the kids can relax and kind of have their own experience. Yeah. So I remember during that Puerto Vallarta vacation, we were at an all-inclusive re- resort, and when the kids figured out that they could order 
room service <laughs> oh. without their parents either knowing or paying <laughs> for it. They were just beside themselves. They spent half their time in their rooms, not on the beach. The Guys, <laughs> at any hour of the day or night, like bring me a quesadilla right now. The hotel oh, lost money on this movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, and on the when we went to the Galapagos, we were on a National Geographic ship, and the kids were running like an all night card game in the bunk room. That's what the, that's what's happening from there. And I know our mother Edna Dolan would not have approved. And maybe Leon, you were their mother. Maybe you didn't approve either. But they were down there. And they were having fun. So it that's took, awesome. It took a good plan for them to have good fun. I love it. Awesome. Yeah, you know, my mom had five kids in seven years. And um, starting with my oldest sister, who was born when my mom was only 19. Wow. Now, my mom always worked outside the home, which I hated as a kid. If with other kids' moms, it was the 60s. Nobody else's mother was working, which I hated. And I always swore that I would one day be the stay-at-home mom running carpool and taking, taking kids on the field trips to the roller rink, which, by the way, the roller rink in St. Pete, Florida was called Gay Blades. That's all you need to know. And then, um, you know, then I realized I wanted to be have a career as a writer. Now, my mom was funny and tough, and she did have a bit of a potty mouth. I think I've inherited some of that. No. My kids know <laughs> that I will absolutely swing an F-bomb and I will dog test them if they get out of line. So I think, I, you know, there are differences, too. I'm more sentimental. Than, my mother had no room for sentiment, very little. Yeah. And I'm probably more, uh, hand, I won't, I was never a helicopter mine, mom. But, uh, you know, I'm more hands-on than she was because I only had two kids and they were four years apart. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she had five in rapid succession. How about That's you, Sam? You were from a big family. I am. I know big families. As I said, I'm one of 10 children. So, um, and you Catholic. So, I guess my parents didn't have a lot of rhythm, which is kind of funny because my mother was a ballerina. And even funnier is my father was a pediatrician. So, everyone wow. used to make the joke, you know, he started his own practice. <laughs> uh, and the fact that, but my mother had cesareans. And so, those were very dangerous back in the day. And so, she was always put to bed before the births and after the births because, wow. you know, they didn't have zippers. So, she had to have surgery. Mm. And even though we had help, my mom always had lots of help. As an older daughter, responsibility for the kids a lot of the time fell to us. You know, we were the ones who put the kids to bed or for naps. And I think as far as mother, she's great mom, but she, I think she was a little overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, really just between being in bed and always having babies. So we didn't, we had to go to church because my father made sure that was going to happen. Yeah, well, that's you know, but other than that, it was, we didn't go out much. <laughs> there was just too many of us. And we all kind of left our own devices for entertainment. And so I don't know if it was nature or nurture, whether we're you know, born with it or it was just that we were alone a lot. But we were a creative bunch. And so when we were young, I had the best time. We wrote plays and musicals and we made costumes. Some of my sisters are artists and they would create scenery. And the little kids we put in costumes wouldn't know what they were doing. They had a part to play. But we were always playing make-believe. And that was a sense of joy because we had each other. 
And we always knew mom loved us. That was the main thing. She may not have been very organized, but she loved us. So fast forward when I was a mom, I have three kids. And we had this big old sheep farm in Vermont. And we brought my kids there every summer. Just me. My husband was at the NIH working. And we were alone. And I used to open the doors and let the kids run out. Like, it's a miracle they weren't eaten by bears or got <laughs> lost in the mountains. But we just let them out, you know, and <laughs> rang the bell at night for dinner. You remember those days? And I think what I, I wanted for them was actually what I got from my mom was that we had to be independent. We had to be bored. And we learned to explore. Mm-hmm. Just get out there and explore. And I think... The other thing, the end of the day, I might not have been a helicopter mother myself and I was working, but I think my kids know I love them. And that's what's most important. Yes, for sure. For sure. I'm sort of like the opposite of Mary Alice because I'm an only child. (laughs) Not one of 10. My dream. My dream. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. But I always laugh because I think my mom was one of those people that was born to have like 10 children and she just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Like she had me and that was yeah, it. Yeah. And but she's one of those people that makes parenting just look like it's really easy and she's super organized and everything's always really clean. And she always had like 12 of my friends over at all times. And there was always oh, food and like a big candy ball. And she always drove carpool and she never missed a tennis match. And she was just like the best mom. Like she just really was. Wow. She was, and she still is. Um, and it was funny though, because I always used to say like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a mom just like you. And I'm going to stay home with my kids. And, she would say, that's great if you want to do that, but I don't think that's your personality. <laughs> and I think it's so funny in retrospect that she could yeah. recognize that in me. Like even yeah. when I was a child that, you know, I needed, I, I was going to want to work and I was going to, you know, need something sort of outside of that. Um, and I think that's, I think that's pretty cool, but she influenced my parenting a lot for sure. I am, um, I am not organized like she is. I mean, I am about some things like work wise and things like that, but like not my house. I mean, that is not, I mean, you can walk in her house at any time and it is spotless and like ready for a party. (laughs) She hosts every family event. I host all the family events now, but it's like an effort for me. You know, there's a lot of like panicking at the last minute. (laughs) And, um, but I love being, I think that's one of the things I love about being a writer and like, I can be at field day and I can be class mom and, you know, I can do all those things, but still have this really great thing that I love. So, um, Yeah, she she was definitely an amazing influence on me. And I hope I'm I hope Will looks back and thinks that I was a good mom like I think my mom was. <laughs> I know he will. So I'm the oldest of three and my mom, who I am lucky to still live only 20 minutes away from, which is great. It's so nice to have her close by. Mm-hmm. She ran a household that was just full of love and support. So our house was always messy. There was always a lot of noise, not least of all because my brother, my sister, and I all played the drums. Can you imagine? Like, I don't know what my mom did in a previous life. We we literally had a we had a we we had a drum set in our living room, and we were all terrible, terrible, really loud. Oh, it was awful. Mystica, Mystica, yes, Mystica, the drummer, yes. But in amongst all that chaos, we knew that our mom always had our backs. That was something that was really special and something that I think I always 
took for granted because, you know, it's just always the way that it was. I think when you're a kid, you take those things for granted. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's something I hope I've carried into my own parenting too. So I want to be that mom who always advocates for her son, but who also teaches him to advocate for himself, to stand up for himself and to believe Mm -hmm. in himself too, because those were the kind of lessons I got. So um, I have unfortunately inherited the messy house gene, which I beat myself up about way too often. I really do have a messy house. But, you know, I, I try to remind myself more often these days that it's okay not to be perfect. And that even yeah. if the floors need scrubbing and the beds aren't always made, because they're usually not always made, um, I'm doing my best. And I'm doing my best to create a household that's full of love and full of support like my own mom did. So, you know, it's kind of a, a constant struggle, but that's where I am. <laughs> you know, it sounds like we've kind of had some storybook moms or, you know, maybe not so storybook. You know, moms in popular culture have this rap as being cardboard saints. And I'm wondering, my mind always goes there. What's the worst (laughs) fictional mom that you all have ever encountered or for the mothers amongst us created? And I have to say right off the bat, no mommy dearest Joan Crawford answers. That will just qualify you. Because that's just too easy. <laughs> Anybody okay. want to jump in? I'll jump in. I'll jump in because I I really struggled uh, with the mother in the Dutch house. And mm-hmm. I believe you had Ann Patchett on it. Of course, she's a wonderful writer, but that mother just abandoned her children. And then they spent the whole book talking about the mother that abandoned their children. Yeah. <laughs> it's making me crazy. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to throw the book yeah. across. They spent a lot of time talking about that mom. So I, I loved the book, but it just, oh, that mom sticks with me. She sticks mm. with me. Okay, I'll, I'll jump in with the bad mom I love, and that's Bernadette from Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Oh, my God. She's just the best bad mom ever. And sorry, Lee, and she does kind of abandon her family at one point. <laughs> but, but it's only temporary, and it's in the spirit of great adventure. So I love Bernadette. <laughs> I love that. Okay. I love that. Okay. Good. For, for me, I just read Hamnet and Hamlet together. Oh, and, wow. oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Hamlet's mother. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Was she, you know, to read her at now as a mother and her grandmother, she was so selfish, so terrible, she so was. despicable. Yeah, no, mm. she's bad. Okay, so it's a good combo together, too. It's so funny how they st- the bad moms stick in the craw, right? Like, you yeah. can't yeah. Yeah. thinking about them. Yes. I am in the middle of reading We Begin at the End right now, and that mom is so desperately awful, and yet, and yet... Like there's this great empathy because you find out why. So you're like, I can't believe she did that. Oh, can somebody save her? Oh, I can't believe she did that. Oh, can somebody save her? So that's the worst mom I've read about in a while. You know, I was thinking about this. Of course, I, I, everybody here, all the ladies know, I do my best thinking in the shower. And I was thinking yeah. about this this morning and I went, oh, the worst mother is the mother from Eleanor Oliphant. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my god mm-hmm. oh my gosh so bad the way she mm-hmm. damaged her daughter and literally literally haunted her mm-hmm. um yeah that's a bad mom right there no, the worst mother, i'll tell you the worst mother or stepmother i'm sorry hansel and gretel 
That's very bad. Yes, that's a pretty bad she, one. She sent him out to the woods with just a little piece of bread and said, go fend for yourself. I mean, it doesn't get worse than that. That's pretty no. bad. That's pretty bad. I wrote a pretty terrible mother in my first book, Dear Carolina. And I remember my mom being like, I can't believe you did that. Everyone is going to think that she's me. And I was like, no one is going to think that. And like the very first book club that I did, I, like, I, I was you know, speaking and we were at this lovely luncheon and somebody raised their hand and was like, is the mother in the book based on your mother? And I was like, I am so glad that she is not here right now. She was so oh Okay, so the worst, most humiliating, embarrassing thing your mom ever did to you or that you did to your kids. For example, mine was when I forgot to pick up my child from elementary school and not just (laughs) my child, but the whole carpool And I completely blame the book I was working on, but the shame of that still lingers. And Russ, my youngest, still brings it up. Remember when you left? So I'm sure I embarrass them all the time, but that one one sticks in my head. How about y'all? Well, you know, when Katie was at St. Pius High School in Atlanta, for some reason, I got asked to give a talk to the, and this was really their name, the Pious Mothers Club, <laughs> which in itself was completely hysterical. So it just happened that the, the day of the event, I happened to have a nun's habit oh my God. lying around my house. And as one does have a nun's habit. So I decided to wear it to school to give the talk and then later for the after school uh, carpool. (laughs) Yeah, I did that. Hilarious. I feel better about mine then. Now mine seems small compared to that. (laughs) But I, uh, I had an incident at the DMV. With my sons, and uh, I don't want to go into a lot of details because it wasn't pretty, but both my boys had a lot of overconfidence going into their driving tests, the written and the driving uh, oh, tests. Yes. So oh, no. I spent the better part of three years at the DMV taking them repeatedly <laughs> back to death, you know, failed the past tests they failed. And when my son, Colin, for the pit, he's in the next room five times. <laughs> I lost it. I was like, how can you keep failing? And how about the driver is it? I just couldn't believe it. So that was it. Way to go, supportive mother. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, for years on Satellite Sisters, we ran a most embarrassing mothering moments contest. And oh my God, it was our favorite part of the year because <laughs> things that happened, I mean, the crazy wild things were, were all bad, but some of the funniest ones were always just the, the, the simple things. So the two winners I remember most, first was the mom who got a call from school because what she thought was a frozen juice box in her child's lunchbox was actually a frozen margarita. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Oh, I could have done that. They weren't too clean on that in the office. But then the one who won one year was a mom who she had just had a new baby, but she was in a grocery store with her second grader and they ran into the second grader's teacher. And so they're talking to the teacher and the child is proud. Her mom's talking to her teacher. And then the teacher asked the mom, what's the new baby's name? And the mother could not remember at all. 
Because we can all feel that happening. Amazing. That that could happen to anything. So I'm feeling I'm feeling better about my worst moment, which was with my son who was applying to college, high school senior. Uh, and at one point I turned and said to him, and I sure I was wagging a finger. I said, you go in that bedroom and you find a personal hero and don't come out until you have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Oh yeah. (laughs) So, so my son is only five, so there's still plenty of time to screw things up for him. I I don't think I've done anything major yet. So I, I will tell you um, one of the times my mother embarrassed me, which is when I bro- broke up with my very first boyfriend, my freshman year of high school, because he had suddenly started giving me the silent treatment for no apparent reason. Um, my mom invited him. It was so weird. My mom invited him over to dinner as a surprise because she was afraid that I was treating people like they were disposable and she was trying to teach me a life lesson. (laughs) So I was in fact not treating someone like he was disposable. I was standing up for myself. Um, It was all (laughs) kinds of humiliating, but at least her heart was in the right place. And to this day, I'm still friends with him. He's a good guy. We were just stupid kids. Right. But, um, but he still talks about my mother's lasagna on that ill, ill ill-fated embarrassing dinner. (laughs) That's, That's pretty epic. I really like, well my son is only nine but like i'm plenty embarrassing already and i think um most recently (laughs) for read across america week you know because i'm an author i get to like come in and read to the class so i dressed up like little cindy lou who but not like old school little cindy (laughs) lou who like the new one that has the hair that goes like this and i bought the Y'all, the wig is like, not even imagine how good it is. I mean, it's like this tall and this big. Like I was driving to school and people were looking at me like, but I thought, well, no one's going to know who I am. Like I showed up in this wig and like a pink nightgown, you know, at school and I go in the classroom and everyone's like, little Cindy Lou Who. And they were impressed, but he was not. Impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might wear it to his first day of high school just to reminisce. So we'll, yeah. see. we'll see how it goes. That's, I can rent that solid foundation. <laughs> yeah, I can rent that cost that nun's costume for you and have it shipped to you. You know, I was actually a pregnant nun for Halloween one year. So that's how I embarrassed my mom. Awesome. Yeah. Good work. Well, I am um, my baby's the boy, Zach. And just let me precede the story by say by saying he used to decide to go home from school. Okay, without telling anybody, he'd walk out of class. Okay, so I'm in my office at home. The kids are in school, right? And I'm writing. And I had read somewhere that if ever you hear an intruder, you get out of the house right away. So I'm writing (laughs) and I'm typing and I hear the front door. Hilarious. And I'm like, and I hear and I wait. I think, oh, it's my imagination. And I'm typing and I hear you can't mistake the sound of a drawer opening upstairs. <laughs> so I, I tiptoe out of the house, right? Because I don't want to get in the house with an intruder. And I run to my neighbor and I say, can I call your phone? We've got to call the police. So we do. I call the police and they come up very quietly and they draw out their guns. And I said, there's somebody in the house. And they, and they went in. And, we're all, and meanwhile, little crowds gathering in the bottom of the driveway. Oh, my gosh. And the policeman comes out very strict and he goes, excuse me, ma'am. 
Do you and do you know anybody by the name of Zach? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> never heard of him. <laughs> I have never heard of him. Do not. Well, know my him. son later told me he was maybe in second grade, right? And, and he, oh. he said the policeman came into his room with his gun out. And he never left school again. Oh, well, oh. that'll do it. That'll, that'll do teach it. a lesson right there. That's a good I one. I called the police on my son. Oh, mm. my God. Well, see, this is a great segue into the next question, which mm-hmm. is, what is your proudest accomplishment as a mother? Because <laughs> I, I feel like, Mary Alice, with that life lesson, that might be your most embarrassing and your proudest moment yeah. as a mother. There you go. So, so the question is, what's your proudest accomplishment as a mom, a grandmother, an aunt, a surrogate mom? Um, anything where you've provided guidance, right, for the next generation. So mm-hmm. for me, I, it's that this year I did my best, which is all we can do, right? It was a tough yeah. year. And my husband and I made a lot of decisions that will impact our son um, for a long time to come. Like we decided not to send him to school. And I know not all of the decisions we made were right. I know some of them were wrong, um, but I'm proud that I did my best and I led with my heart, which I think is all we can do as mothers and as human beings. So um, that's what I'm proud of this year. So how about you, Leanne? Wow, I feel pretty trivial now because you did have a really hard year and you're my hero. Uh, I, I, I am short and I am proud that my sons are tall. And that really is <laughs> that, 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 a big, big one. That's a really good one. Good one. You grew them that way. You yeah. did that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. I think, I think I'm up next. I, I'm very proud of the fact that some of the details that I had as Aunt Liz with like Julie's boys, Nick and Will, or Leon's boys, Brooks and Colin, um, some of the things that happened on those outings have remained forever in the vault. (laughs) I did not enjoy swearing them to secrecy, but I knew it was best for family unity. So I'm very proud. That's that's great. That's great. Okay. That's good. For me, for me, I am most proud of my daughter-in-laws. Okay. And I'm most proud of them uh, because they are both amazing women. And they mm. both love my sons and they're wonderful mothers. So when I think about being proud, that's what, that's what gives me some satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think for me, it goes back to what I was talking about that being up at the farm and teaching the kids to be, explore the world, to, to have, be confident and go out there. Mm-hmm. And I think they did. And I think that's what I'm most proud of. Hmm. I'm proud that there are no felony convictions in my family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah. like, that's a big and deal. That. And that's that. a big one. <laughs> I'm proud that they all still speak to me every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, a that's a good one. Wow. Honestly, yeah. really. They're you grown know, ups and they still talk to hmm. me. So, yeah. I think mine was, I didn't think of it till right now, but um, I, when Will was in the first grade and I went in for like his first, you know, like really big parent teacher conference and He's just really his own person, and I just really like that. And I sat down at the desk, and the teacher kind of went like this across the desk, and she looked at me, and she said, what can I say? She said, I've got a classroom of 20 children, and then Will, who I can share a sarcastic comment with. (laughs) I just loved that, and I was like, yeah. That's him. He's just like, he's 35, but he's only six. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, So my question is, who is your favorite mom from fiction or even television or movies? 
maybe the mom that you wish you'd been born to and why? Uh, okay, I'll jump in. I mean, I, I don't know why. I just thought it was really romantic to live in Africa on safari because when mm. I was growing up, Born Free and Doctari were really yeah. big. And mm. that mom yeah. and Doctari was like riding that lion in the opening sequence. It's like, <laughs> I wish I had been born to a British mother who rode a lion. So <laughs> I would say that. It's the opposite of my upbringing, but two memorable moms. I picked um, a stepmom, not a mom. Mm -hmm. And I just honestly don't know how you could score any better than Maria from The Sound of Music. I mean, she was fun. She bucked the system. She lightened up your dad, right? She uh, had a great singing voice, and she helped you escape from the Nazis. I was going to say, she got a Hey, don't forget those matching curtains. Those yes. matching yeah. outfits. She right. had the curtains. Most of all, she had Mary Kay's nun costume. Right. right. <laughs> I really wish that we could sing a little medley from that movie right now. Oh, I know. So, like, how do you solve a problem like Maria? Man. Wouldn't you love your stepmom to have her own theme song, which is how yes. do you solve a problem like Maria? That's a yeah. good one. Yeah, or she stands at the top of a mountain with her arms out and just swings around in circles. Yes, icon moment. We can all do it. Icon moment. <laughs> well, speaking of theme theme songs, how about the Pat Duke show? Anybody oh yeah, oh, yeah. remember? Oh, oh that was yeah. a powerful theme song. I love the mom in that show. I think she just had a sweet life. She had those. I don't know. Just the two girls. It seems so simple. You're Coming from a big family. She had that big staircase, a nice husband. She seemed to have it all together. I like that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Not much so hilarious. And great people. Yeah. I used to fantasize that I could live with the Ingalls family. Oh, now wow. I realize that would have that literally would have been, been the absolute <laughs> worst dream come true, as, uh, <laughs> as Garth Brooks sings about, you know, unanswered prayers because. Who mm-hmm. wants to live on the prairie? Not me. They were like, oh, Pa, he's so nice and oh mod. And I'm like, oh, I'll never God, argue, never awful. argue. No yeah. I just, so you know, I remember all of a sudden, I remember this, this movie, Mother, and Doris Day in Please Don't Eat the Daisies. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, she's married to David Niven. First of all, who you know was kind of cool. He had an English accent. That's a good one. Uh, she had all these kids, but she had help. Nora, who lit the the Irish, you know, nanny right. person. Yes, she moves out to the country and she writes a musical. She produces it. She acts in it, and she stars in it, and she sings a song called "Please Don't Eat the Daisies." Yeah. Um, <laughs> And she's, you're, you know, right. she's got this big old house she redoes because, you know, I love redoing old houses. So after I, th- I, I thought about it again in the shower today, <laughs> I should just stay in the shower. <laughs> Don't leave the shower. Just Don't shower leave the shower all day. <laughs> you need to get a bigger hot water here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who else has got? Oh, I, have we to, out of, I just want oh, to say I, I changed my answer because when hmm. Julie, when you're talking about the 1950. That mother, the 1950s mother with the apron and the perfect hair and the pearls, you know, Julie yeah, yeah. Fever, I that was so far from what I lived in that I used to, exactly. I used to watch that and go, 
Wow. Did you come <laughs> home from school? Hey, Beaver, how was your day? <laughs> would, you like a, would you like a cookie? <laughs> See, that was just was normal like, for wow. me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what a mom is. Oh, <laughs> no, that was, that was not my mom's normal. My mom would have, you know, flicked some cigarette ash on my um, homework. <laughs> I defied my mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we coming out without these moms. I know. <laughs> right? When okay, are the memoirs other... coming out? Yeah. I want to read yeah. Mary Alice's memoir. I have to my memoir. Yeah, I have to remind everybody that, you know, every week and even on the bonus, Sunday bonuses, we have an indie bookstore that we ask everybody to support. And today for our Mother's Day show, the independent bookseller is Foxtail Books. So go to their website and order all of our books because that's a great Mother's Day present for us. Yeah. For us, right? Yes. And now we're going to, uh, oh, are we going to show our great, uh, we're going to take a well, stroll Lee's down. paperback will be there. Mary Kay's brand new book and Mary mm -hmm. Alice's book coming out in just a couple days. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and so Patty's yeah. book is, is so there and Christy's book yeah. is also there. So and then, um, mine will eventually gonna, join in. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a stroll down memory lane with the photos. Where'd that go? Oh. We, we sent in some, we oh. thought they were awesome photos. <laughs> There's something. There's there's oh, 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 there's my mom and I with oh, my mom with something on her face. Awesome. Oh, my God. That's me in the 80s. Yeah, there's oh, Patty. Now today. Look that's Sean. Oh, that's Sean. That's Sean. That's great. That was Hannah's eye. Okay, I'm wearing I navy that. and white stripes in that picture, and I am now. Like, I might have, like, a theme. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Just never and your bags are the same that you can get for pre-ordering. Yeah. Oh, good. Very Your good. Bags, okay. Yeah. My bags? Yeah, they're stripes. Oh, like my stripes. My navy. Yes. Yeah, I, I see right. a theme. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ladies, I was going to ask everybody to tell us all about your idea of the perfect day or the perfect Mother's Day. But I have to say that after spending it with my adoring children and grandchildren, mm -hmm. You know, cosseting and spoiling, even with that, with them cosseting and spoiling me, which they don't do, <laughs> and feeding me, my idea of the perfect day is kind of one like today, yeah. where we do get the cosseting and the feeding and the corny cards and all that. But we also get to spend time with all of you, our friends and fiction family. So I'm going to let everybody say... Good night. Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Mother's happy Mother's Day. Day. Happy Mother's Day. Day. Thanks, Dolan sisters. Y'all are yeah, and don't, oh, oh, and don't forget, don't forget in the comments, put your guess about what the secret word is. It's themed to this Mother's Day show and all the drama and trauma 
we've shared with you. <laughs> and the first person who guesses what the secret word is, Leanne's going to send a copy of the Sweeney Sisters. So, Which I loved. I love you. Haven't read that great, great you have to read Thank you. All right, ladies. Thank you for tuning in. Join us every week on Facebook or YouTube, where our live show airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.